Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Rich in Relationship. And we're gonna talk about managing your holiday mindset because that special time is here. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Uh, but it's particularly the time with our extended family that I wanna to address today. <clears throat> Why? This is for many of us the first holiday that we've had with our extended family once again. And added to that, we are still in phase two of the pandemic, moving to phase three, which is the endemic, right? So phase one, we were all sequestered away in our homes, living virtually. Phase two, we're vaccinated, most of us, and we can get together safely with other people with or without a mask. Uh, but we haven't seen these people in person really much in a while. And so there's a lot of opportunity for really good stuff. And there's a lot of opportunity for dissension uh, and stress. I've had clients coming to me, talking to me about that they are uncomfortable with um, getting together with their families because some people are vaccinated and some people are not. And then there's the discomfort of getting together with families itself. So let's talk about in this order. First, let's talk about what safety is in this situation. Second, let's talk about managing our own spec expectations, the situation that we're walking into. Let's uh, talk about third, let's talk about assessing our own self and state of mind. And fourth, let's go to a strategy on how to manage these things, okay? Sound good? Here we go. All right, so number one, how safe is it? How safe is it? It's never safe. If there were no pandemic, it still wouldn't be safe. Stuff happens. This is life. This is the world. We live in a world that is filled with change. We live in a world where there is constant possibility of things that are undesirable happening. In fact, good and bad reign equally on all people. Right, the nature of the world. We never know when some drunk driver is gonna crash into the side of us. We never know when someone's gonna say something really hurtful to us. We never know when we're gonna get a bad piece of food and stomach, uh, suffer from a stomach virus. We don't know. And these things happen as positively as we think, as much as we project a wonderful glowing reality in front of us. The fact of the matter is in life, stuff happens. In fact, I submit to you that if stuff didn't happen, we wouldn't change and grow. Think about that for a concept. We actually need to be challenged in our lives in order to change and grow. In fact, it is these very challenges that drive us to become more fulfilled in our lives or not, depending on how we meet them. And this year's challenge, as we've talked about, is first, is it safe? I have had at least one client who refuses to be vaccinated and has very good reasons for it, whether you agree with them or not, they have very good reasons for it and they're gathering with their families. I have other clients who are vaccinated and are concerned about the people who aren't vaccinated. Uh, and, and then I have clients where everyone's vaccinated. 
So what is safe under these conditions? Only you get to decide. And so what we know is this, we know that whether the vaccination is gonna extend our lives or not, whether it's gonna do something to our genes or not, or whatever the argument is for not getting vaccinated, when we are vaccinated, we know that we are less likely to die from the COVID, right? We know that the whole process has been designed to lessen the risk of getting COVID. And so if you're vaccinated, you're probably gonna be okay, right? Don't stress about it too much. And if you have people who are not vaccinated, think about it this way. The people who are, if you're vaccinated and they're not, who's going to suffer worse from an outbreak? In fact, I would argue that people who have not been vaccinated in many ways are probably more careful at this point than people who have been vaccinated, number one. Number two, we know that people who are vaccinated are actually getting sick, right? The, the virus does not play favorites. It will, if, it'll get you sick if you're vaccinated, it'll get you sick if you're not. You're less likely to get sick if you're vaccinated. And if you're vaccinated and you do get sick, you're gonna have a much lower intensity of uh, inflammation in your body. I'm looking for the right words here because I'm not a doctor, right? So the people who are most at risk are actually the unvaccinated. And so if you have unvaccinated people coming to your gathering, you really wanna do your best to make sure that they feel safe, that they are safe. Uh, and that might be, maybe you all want to agree to doing, they now have uh, mail-in, they have insta-tests for, for COVID that you can do yourself at home, just like, like a pregnancy test. I don't think they're acceptable for travel, but you could agree that everybody who comes to the party is gonna do an insta-test before they get there if you want to increase the sense of safety. And who doesn't want to increase the sense of safety, right? The more you increase the sense of safety at a family gathering, the less stress there's gonna be. And the less stress there's gonna be, the less likely there is to be an eruption. So I kind of given you a strategy for that right off the bat. I should have saved it for last, but I wanted to just tie that up in a bow right to begin with. The other thing you can do, obviously, is everyone can wear masks, but at Thanksgiving, who's going to wear masks while they're eating? You could uh, open up your windows and maintain social distancing, but that all sounds, sounds a little extreme to my ears, but it might not to yours. But you want to relieve the stress of the pandemic first because it's the elephant in the room, right? The elephant in the room is everyone's a little scared that if they get together in a large group, something might happen because we've been through a year of avoiding people so that something won't happen. So whether we intellectually tell ourselves I'm vaccinated and it's all good or not, somewhere inside of us, there's a little voice going, are you sure it's safe? And you wanna address that little voice. You wanna do everything you can for everyone who's coming to your home to address that little voice. All right, now let's talk about the real problem. My dog just went, oh. The real problem is your family, right? Let's be honest. The real problem is that families are loaded with judgment. The real problem is that we have, the families are loaded with expectation. Uh, uh, the holidays are supposed to be fun. They're supposed to be wonderful. They're supposed to be good. We're supposed to have a great time at the holidays. Families are not good at getting together though in reality. Why? Because we all have histories. We all have things that go back in our past. We all have uh, feelings around each other, stuff, interactions around each other that are historical and somewhat unavo unavoidable. 
So what does that mean? That means that we want to assess the situation. We want to assess what's going on. Pause for one moment. I had a dog who desperately needed to get in and he's part, she's part of my family. All right, so now we're all here. Let's keep going. We're gonna assess the situation. We're going to, first of all, we're gonna think about who is gonna be there. What do we know about those people? What's our history with them? What are the potential pitfalls with those people? What, what is it about them that feels risky or dangerous? What kind of fights have we had with them in the past and how could how we wanna to start to think about how could we avoid them in the future? Where is this gonna happen? Have we got experience with this setting? Is it a setting where good things have happened for us? Is it a new setting? Are we afraid about it? When is it gonna happen? Is it in the beginning of the day, the middle of the day, the end of the day? Because those things impact the way people interact. For example, if you've got alcoholics in your family, having an evening event is gonna be a lot more likely to be explosive than having a morning event or even an early lunch event. So a, a late afternoon event, that's usually a good time to start drinking. So all of these things are gonna make a difference. Who, what, what are you doing? It's Thanksgiving or Christmas, what's gonna happen? Where, what's the location and what are the permissions and the possible escape routes? And when, when is gonna impact how personalities interact. It might even interact how your own personality interacts with people. So let's talk about that for a second. What kind of person are you? So this is stage two, you're gonna assess your own state. What kind of person are you? When is your best time of day? Is your best time of day in the morning? Is your best time of the day in the evening? Is your best time of day in the afternoon? How is it gonna impact you to be at that location at that particular time? If you're a morning person and it's a late evening affair and you know you're gonna sundown, what strategies can you put into place for dealing with that? Excuse me. What is your own state gonna be? Are you gonna be, if it's Thanksgiving, are you gonna be dieting all day, hoping that you won't get too heavy if you overeat at Thanksgiving. And if you diet all day, what's your attitude gonna be? You know, there's an expression called, look out for halt. Don't get too hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. And so whatever time it is, and whatever your own body cycles are, you're gonna to wanna to create a strategy for dealing with that, for dealing with your own body situation. What are your feelings about the people that you're walking into? Have you got some unfinished business with them? Are there people who particularly push your buttons? What are your own triggers? The triggers, what are the things that set you off? You know, uh, how likely are your triggers to be pushed in that moment? How much do you know about managing your own triggers? What are your basically personal limitations? And we, a man, there's a saying from a Clint Eastwood movie. Clint Eastwood, for those of you who are too young, was the, uh, the High Plains Drifter, and he was also this crazy cop. Um, and he used to say, a man's gotta know his own limitations, is what he would say in the movies, and that he'd blow someone up, right? So we need to know, but it's a true saying, uh, regardless of the source, we do need to know our own limitations. When we know our own limitations, 
when we know what we can tolerate and what we can't, we're a lot less likely to be triggered and go off. And then what allies will we have at this event? Our partner, our parents, our siblings, they may not be our allies though, they may also be potential enemies, potential malcontents at the event. Uh, you know, always we're gonna be think thinking about our allies. Now, once we know the ground, we know where we're going, who's gonna be there, where it's gonna happen, when it's gonna happen and what's gonna be going on. And once we assess our own state, our own, what are our, what are our own expectations? I don't know if I even touched on that. If you have expectations about the holidays being phenomenal, but we're talking about your family or my family, you know that there's always gonna be something that gets in the way of phenomenal, right? It might be phenomenally disastrous unless you manage yourself carefully, or it might be phenomenally disastrous for them, but not for you, depending on how you manage it. You don't have responsibility for the outcome. You only have responsibility for yourself. So once you are aware of those things, we're up to strategies. So the first thing to start with actually are your own expectations to manage your expectations. You wanna set an intention. If you're going with a partner or you're going with your family, you wanna set an intention going into that event. And the intention might be as simple as, I'm gonna get through this without having a fight. That would be not so positive, but not so negative. Or another kind of intention might be, I'm gonna get through this and I am gonna be a source of encouragement for everyone that I meet, right? Why I? Because I can't control other people. I can only control what happens in the inside. The kind of intention you want to watch out for is I'm going to go to this event and we're all going to have an amazing time because I'm there, right? The, you can't guarantee that because we don't know how, what, we don't know what the intention of the other people is, or you might have that intention. You might frame it this way. I'm going to go to this event and I'm going to have an amazing a, a time, no matter what happens, right? That would be more true to reality. Or I'm gonna to go to this event and I'm gonna have an amazing time and I'm gonna make sure that everyone that I come into contact with walks away feeling cared for and nurtured. That is an intention that you can follow through on to some extent. I mean, if you know the players. Those, these are the kinds of thoughts. If you go into the event with the intention set, you are far more likely to have a good feeling come out of it. The, the first intention where you're going to avoid conflict, that's kind of a low level intention. And I sort of express them higher and higher and higher. Uh, basic intentions about my own safety, basic intentions about the experience other people will have with me, but I can't control the whole event. You can, we can't, I can say, I'm going to do everything I can to support this in being a memorable, lovely and wonderful family event, right? I'm going to do everything I can but I can't guarantee the experience that other people are gonna have. Some people, believe it or not, walk into family events pre-wired to have a crappy time. And our job is to make sure that they don't bring us down. All right, number one, set the intention. Number two, how are we gonna manage our own triggers? That's big for all of us. Uh, awareness of our own triggers, is what helps us to make it through the tricky moments in the events. So when I go see Aunt Matilda, who traditionally pushes my buttons every time I talk to her, how will I prepare myself for that conversation? 
Well, I know that Aunt Matilda loves to push my buttons. So right away, I'm going to go in on guard, not like, not like unreachable, but I'm going to just notice, you know, when Aunt Matilda inevitably goes for the button, boom, what am I going to do? My strategy is, what am I going to do? If my ally is with me, I might say, I might have a safe word with them, like pumpernickel. And I might turn to my ally and say, do we have any pumpernickel bread? And my ally might jump in and help me at that moment. That's one possible strategy. Another strategy might be as simple as, Aunt Matilda, I got to go to the bathroom. Let me answer that as soon as I get back. I mean, and I'm going to go to the bathroom and maybe I'm going to say the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, which is Aunt Matilda and everything outside of me courage to change the things I can, which is my own triggers and what's inside of me, and the wisdom to know the difference. Or, or maybe I'm just going to do practice uh, 10 breaths. Because 10 breaths is going to lead to 20 seconds, and it takes about 20 seconds for our triggers to go from DEFCON 3 to something that's safe. Or maybe I'm going to do some mindfulness or tactile thing. Or maybe I'm just gonna walk away and go take a walk outside. Maybe I need to be outside. Whatever it is that helps me chill my trigger. And I want that strategy on the front burner before I get there. And if I have any allies or partners in the room, I want them to know about it before I get there so that they can support me in it. So we wanna identify who are our allies, who are our partners, and we wanna communicate with them in advance. If you have a sibling you're particularly tight with, it's super useful to call them up and say, hey, Sib, Going to this thing today, looking forward to seeing you. Hey, I need your help with something. You know how Aunt Matilda always drives me crazy? Well, that's not going to happen this time. And, you know, if I look at you and say, Pumpernickel, would you help me out? I don't know why I'm stuck on Pumpernickel today, but I really, I really like Pumpernickel bread. And, the, you know, enroll your allies in supporting you and watching out for you. And that way, when you're with Aunt Matilda, they'll be there. They'll be by your side. Um, hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Let's go back to that. We want to be as well rested as possible. If it's a late night event and we're morning people, maybe we want to sleep in a little that day. Or possibly, maybe we want an extra hit of some caffeine if it's an evening event and just roll with the consequences of having trouble going to sleep with that night because we want to be at our best with our family. Um, we, uh, lonely, we, we took care of. That's our allies and our partners. Angry. If we're going to the event feeling angry in advance, Something that's really helpful is to, believe it or not, to pray for the person that you're angry with, whether you believe in God or not. You know, if you sit down and say um, anything that's bigger than you, uh, humanity, you know, co collectively is bigger than me. Humanity, I lift up Aunt Matilda to you. I'm so mad at her because last Thanksgiving, she pushed my buttons and made me look like a fool. I pray that she has everything that I would want and more. Give her a joyful, happy, fulfilling life and so much more. Our universe, force, you know, uh, God that I'm not sure is there. If you're an agnostic, whatever you have going on, you know, you reach up to them. And, but the act of praying for Aunt Matilda or whoever that person is will actually unconsciously, it helps you to unload the anger and resentment. That's the real purpose of it. And it may seem really difficult. If you're the more angry you are, the harder it is to do. I, I speak from personal experience here, but it's totally worth doing. And I have done this with no belief in a higher power whatsoever and had it work. And I have done it with an absolute faith and confidence with a personal relationship with a higher power and had it work. The prayer works. 
So hungry, angry, lonely, tired. We've covered all that. Um, what are we missing? Time. You want to have a time that you're arriving and a time that you're leaving. Know your own limitations. So you may want to arrive late and leave early. Also, it is reasonable that if you decide to arrive late and leave early, that when you get to that time that's early, if it's going really well, you may want to stay a little longer, but be careful with that. Because uh, sometimes when you've set your intention and you've made it to that time that you intended to leave, it, if sometimes it's important to honor, this is the time that I said that I'm, I'm leaving and I'm going to leave this. And your partner, you know, if you're going with a partner, by the way, if you're going with a partner, they need to go through all this with you to also, they should also be setting an intention with you. They should also, it's great to talk about who are the players? How are we going to handle it? How are we going to do this today? The more you strategize and the more you partner together on this, the stronger you're going to be as a team and the more likely that you're going to have a happy outcome for the holidays. All right, I think I've covered it all here. So just a quick review. Address the elephant in the room. Talk about COVID with your partner. If you're going to somebody else's event, talk about COVID with them. Say to them, say to them maybe send them an email saying, you know, I'm a little anxious about COVID. What do you think about all of us taking a test before we get there, if that isn't going on already? Uh, or I, I have one client who's going to bring instant tests for everybody at their event, and they're going to just give them to people. And they're going to say, you know what? We'd be more comfortable if everybody would take an instant COVID test right now. Would you mind? Even though a percentage of them isn't correct, it would just make us feel better. And it's an easy test. You know, it's, it's a swab test. You stick it in a tube and it turns one color or another like a pregnancy test. And you know if you're okay or not, or relatively okay. Uh, so call out the elephant in the room. And maybe even when you get to the gathering, call out the elephant in the room. And it might even be helpful to identify who's not vaccinated and give them extra room for their well-being or find out how they feel about it. It might be, or it might be worth it to have a conversation when you get there about, this is so different than last year. Remember when we did this by video? And how does everyone feel this year about this? I mean, how comfortable are we? Let's just clear the air. You know, it might be worth it to have that conversation. Number two, you're gonna go in with a strategy. You're gonna think about your own limitations, who the players are, what's going on, your own expectations. And number three, you're gonna create a strategy around the who, what, where, when, and how of this event and your own expectations and your own triggers and all that with your partner. The two of you are gonna go in there. You're gonna call out your allies before you get there. You and your allies are gonna have a strategy and you're gonna set an intention for how you're gonna be with each person and what you're gonna do if you come up against it, if you get triggered, if you suddenly feel hurt or angry. You're going to have a strategy for that. It might even be saying to your partner, maybe you have another word like rye. You know what? I really need some rye bread. And the two of you are going to go out and just have a big hug you know, because you feel so hurt. And you're going to say, Aunt, I can't believe Aunt Matilda said that to me. And you're, you know, you're going to just have those feelings out and then you're going to go back in and probably not confront Aunt Matilda because guess what? We can't change her. Aunt Matilda is who she is. This is the whole problem with family. We, they are who they are. The judgments that are in the room are the judgments that are in the room. And the only way that we can shed the judgments is by walking in our own sense of wholeness and completeness. Our own sense of dignity is a word that I've been hearing a lot lately. Dignity is I am a whole and complete human being. I am worthy. I deserve to be alive. I just, my feelings are valid, whether they're right or wrong, doesn't matter, they're my feelings. They're, it's valid to have feelings. 
Feelings are not facts. I can think my way through this and no one is gonna bring me down. I'm not gonna let anyone bring me down because I don't need to go to their level. I'm good where I am. You know, that's, it's that kind of attitude that's gonna take us through the holidays and the judgments will just slip off of us when we walk through life that way. They can't stick to us. They only stick to us when they kind of find a hook where somebody judges us and we go, oh, is that true? Am I really a bad person or is that true? Am I really not smart or is that true? Am I really less than in some way or is that true? Am I really unworthy? That's the only way judgments can find a hook in us. So if we go in with a strategy and with our allies prepared, knowing the territory and with our intention set, those things will roll off of us. I guess that's it. With that, have an amazing holiday and we'll see you soon.